Dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you. We're thankful for uh, today and for the uh, glory uh, in which you are ever present with us, that we might glorify you in all that we say and do. Lord, I thank you that you have enlivened our hearts to believe, that you have given us eyes to see, ears to hear, that we might uh, walk in your ways, but that we may set aside the deeds of darkness and the things of this world uh, for the glory that which is eternal, um, eternally present with you. We thank you for a personal relationship with you, for knowing you, for being known by you. Lord, we thank you for the air that we breathe and the food that we intake. Um, Lord, I just pray that you would help us to uh, be prepared as, as believers in Christ to give a, an account of the faith and the hope that we have within us. I pray, Lord, that you'd be with our service today as well, that it might just magnify you all the more, that we might be less so that you can be more. In your name I pray, amen. Well, our topic today is Jesus the Light. And if you do a search on the light in your scripture, uh, you will find all sorts of references to it, both Old Testament references and New Testament references. But what is it to say, Jesus the Light? Looking at scripture, I came across the account of, the, of Saul, and I just love this account and wanted to just walk through it here as a first portion. Scripture tells us that after the stoning of Stephen, there broke out against the church a great persecution. Saul began to destroy the church. It says in Acts chapter 8 that Saul was going from house to house. He dragged off both men and women and put them in prison. Meanwhile, chapter 9, Saul was still breathing these murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that, he might, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As Saul neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The light was the appearance of Jesus Christ in glory. In chapter 22, when Paul was defending his position before the Jews, he provides testimony regarding this incredible light that blinded him. Again, in chapter 26 of the book of Acts, Paul was speaking his defense before King Agrippa, and he restates this incredible experience on the road to Damascus. It says in verse 12, while, he, while so engaged, I was journeying to Damascus with the authority of the commission of the chief priests at midday, O king. I saw, uh, I saw on the way a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, shining all around me, and those who were journeying with me. And when he had fallen, and when they had all fallen, 
to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me in Hebrew dialect, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. And I said, who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. But get up and stand on your feet. For this purpose I have appeared to you, to appoint you as a minister and a witness, not only to the things which you have seen, but also the things in which I will, that, which I will appear to you, rescuing from the Jewish people and from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from the darkness to light and from the dominion of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among those who have been sanctified by me in faith. It is so fitting that Saul was confronted while in spiritual darkness by the blinding light of life. This brilliant light of Jesus displays his command over all things. No longer would darkness overtake Saul, but the light of the gospel of Jesus would open his eyes to see and for him to seek the source of that very light. The light was accompanied with communication. It wasn't just a blinding light, but a presence of the Lord of glory who spoke and sought Paul, Saul out, of, out with a direct question. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and enter the city, and it will be told to you what you must do. With the light came communication. With the light came information. Just like you hold your Bible in your hand today, illumined uh, by the, the will of God to understand and to read and to receive. In, in John 12, verses 44 to 46, we read, And Jesus cried out and said, He who believes in me does not believe in me, but in him who sent me. He who sees me sees the one who sent me. I have come as light into the world, so that everyone who believes in me will not remain in darkness. Like Paul, if you are a follower of Christ, you have been called out of darkness into a marvelous light. The word of truth and the illumination of the truth come as a package throughout Scripture. In John chapter 1, we learn of the eternal word as Christ and its connection to creation and to life itself. Life and light versus death and darkness. It says, starting in verse 1 of chapter 1, In the beginning was the word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He, Christ, was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There came a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. There was the true light, which coming into the world enlightens every man. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. John chapter 8, verse 12. 
Jesus names himself. Then Jesus again spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. In Colossians chapter 1, we read, For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The clear implication of this particular verse is that the king is the beloved son, is the kingdom, is in the kingdom of light. Jesus is the light. He came to, to save us out of the domain of darkness. What a promise. What a power um, to save me from death to life. In 1 Peter chapter 2 we read, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. The Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus was called out of darkness by the author of light to be brought into his marvelous light and to live in that light, to proclaim the gospel of light, this is the same calling that we have, is to proclaim the gospel of light. Jesus tells his disciples in Matthew chapter 5, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that, you may, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. This light illuminates Christ, not man. I'm struck by the fact that every time you read an epistle of the Apostle Paul, it starts with such great thanksgiving. To be called out of darkness into light, to be called from a, as a persecutor of the church to um, a preacher of the gospel, what a call. What a thankfulness. Paul's imprisonment was of nothing. He has Christ. He's been called out of darkness and will be pulled out of this world into a world of great glory in the presence of his Lord, the light of life. In Ephesians chapter 5, Paul tells the Ephesian believers, Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Wow. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of light consists of what? All goodness, righteousness, and truth. Trying to learn what pleases the Lord is our goal. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. For it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. For this reason it says, Awake, sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Aren't you grateful for the condescension of our Lord to be born in a stable in Bethlehem with the glory of a light of a star in his command beaming down 
I read the other day in the book of Revelation. It's always scary when I don't confirm what I read, but I'll mention it. In, in heaven, we won't need the sun because we have the sun. What a glory it is to be illuminated uh, in his light, to not be in darkness, but to walk in light. What consequence of this world can there be when we have Christ? Greet one another as Ronaldo comes forward. <laughs>